0: This is the Mind of the Meanie.
1: Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. Peace world and welcome everybody to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world. According to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge, all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I'm your tour guide, Adam Barnard, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind?
0: Uh, since you're listening, I am currently in London, in foggy Foggy London town, foggy London town with my good friend Baxter. Uh, no, uh, yeah, this is a, (laughs) another ask me anything, uh, entire edition episode, whatever gimmick thing, brother thing about Bob. Uh, yeah, just, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I like these ask me anything's things ask me any things because uh did a lot of uh good memories i like ask me anything i like it's my my one of my favorite things of our show keep it interactive yep. and uh away we go
1: yeah i'm always i'm always excited to get to pick Meanie's brain on anything that y'all want to hear so make sure while we're you know when we're tweeting now just make sure you follow us at twitter at mind of the meanie uh, you can drop your questions there using the hashtag Ask meanie. You can also follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Mind the And you can like the page there and leave your questions for us as well. We're going to get started here. A full Ask Meanie Anything. But Meanie first, before we do that, I got a question for you. Yes. Are you ready to ask me? I would love to. It's
0: time to ask Meany anything. Ask me something.
1: Ask meanie 5. Here we go. First question, surveillance asks, hey, Meanie. Outside of the Phillies and the Eagles, what are your other favorite sports teams?
0: Uh, besides the Eagles, I like I'm, I'm four, well, I used to say four for four, but five for five. You know, I like the uh, Flyers, Sixers, and the Union. Uh, I'm unapologetically a Philadelphia Homer. So uh, you know, I just like sports. Just you know, it's a it's a happy distraction from uh, everyday life and stress and all i guess especially when they're winning it's even better but you yeah. know um yeah I, I love sports i love playing sports video games i just picked up the new madden which i haven't dove into yet but every year i said I'm never buying another edition of madden and then the eagles went up and fucking probably had one of their best off seasons in a while so i was like all right hopefully this one fucking holds me over for a little bit <laughs> Because <laughs> it seems like every year I get mad and I play a couple games and then, like, I peter off and then pick up MLB The Show, you know, which is actually yeah. my my favorite of the sports games. You know, I, I guess because I love MLB The Show. You could put your own music in the game. Right. And everything's just done meticulously where you can have, you know, home run music, walk-up music. When you're walking up to the plate, you can do uh, bottom of the first music, top of the first music, this, that, and the other thing. You you can, like, put music for everything, you know. You know, a foul, you know, if somebody uh, does an error, you know, you can put that in the womp, 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 womp. You can just do whatever you want with it, and it's awesome. And, you know, I play Road to the Show, which where you just make your own character and uh, have a career. That seems a lot more fun, and uh, you're not playing a full nine innings where you're just playing your part you know when when you come up the right. brand when you have to make a catch this that and the other thing but when it comes to the philly sport i like i like them all you know i'll i'll worry for all the philly teams um the union is uh our soccer team and they're uh more they're like the newest sports team uh for the longest right. time philly didn't have a soccer team but there was a uh a spirited group of individuals who uh, call themselves the Sons of Ben, you know, which is a reference to Ben Ben Franklin. Which uh, our good friend Jeffrey Mitchell could probably get into more detail with. Um, yep. But you know, uh, they we were a town without a team, and they were doing our battle cry for to have Philadelphia have a professional soccer team. Or football, where you know wherever you're listening, I think we're the only one. I think the United States is the only ones who call them soccer. So soccer, yeah, know, it's soccer. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So it, actually, there was a. I think there's. Well, there is a documentary on it. I think it was on Netflix. Called Sons of Ben and how you know, you know these these group of uh, folks rally to get a professional soccer team here. It's pretty cool. Uh, That's cool. In a lot of ways, it reminds me of, um, the, there's a, another documentary, ESPN 30 for 30 on the Baltimore Colts marching band. And, uh, for those not familiar or, you know, from outside the United States, the Indianapolis Colts, the American football team used to be in Baltimore, Mm. uh, legendary team with, you know, Johnny Unitas, all this other thing. And, uh. They had an owner who was seemed like a real real uh, swell fella, I'll say that. Sure. Yeah. And he moved the town out of Baltimore overnight. Like like nineteen eighty three on a snowy day, a bunch of Mayflower moving trucks went to the Baltimore Colts facility, loaded up and moved everything to Indianapolis. Wow. But there was this marching band that uh played for the Colts game. They played like, you know, half times this, that and the other thing. They would march in parades and all this stuff. And they're like, Man, we're we're a band without a team. So uh, you know, they much like the Sons of Ben lobbied the uh you know, Sons of Ben went to Major League Soccer, you know, these the the Baltimore Colts marching band would show up at other NFL teams uh, games. And you know, they were like, yeah, this is kind of cool. I like the novelty of this. We'll have the Baltimore Colts marching band play our halftime show or this, that, and the other thing. Right. You would travel everywhere, be in parades, this, that, and the other thing. And eventually around uh, Baltimore Colts left around nine, uh, Baltimore Colts left about 83, 84. And then, uh, eventually, uh, Baltimore got a, a football team, which, Ironically, used to be the Cleveland Browns, the right? The Cleveland right. Browns moved from Cleveland to Baltimore, and were rechristened the uh, Baltimore Ravens, which I guess is a, a nod to Edgar Poe because he's from, he's buried in Baltimore. He's from Baltimore, whatever, and uh, so. But then you. <laughs> You know, it's like the full circle of life, you know. Your team leaves for Indianapolis. Their team leaves Cleveland for Baltimore. And then eventually the NFL granted uh, Cleveland another team, which they, it's uh, the Cleveland Browns, you know, 2.0. Right. Which they don't call, thank God, you know, like NXT. 2.0. Yeah,
1: Yeah. no, we can leave that one right at the door.
0: Yeah, thankfully thankfully they didn't rechristen them Cleveland Browns 2.0, but they keep up the traditions (laughs) of, The dog pound. Woof woof woof. Yep. Yeah, shout out to Arsenio. Um
1: great reference, yes. by the way. Well
0: he's I think he's from Cleveland. That's why he, he would always do that on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um but getting back to Philly sports, yeah, you know, there's I, I love making connections and similarities between the two things where these two groups of people didn't have a team, but they had passion and uh forthright to go for and you know uh manifest these sports teams into the towns that didn't have sports teams so uh shout out to jeffrey mitchell uh one of the pod squad members uh he's a proud member of the sons of ben and every time uh somebody goes to a son uh, goes to a philadelphia union game i'll get a text yo there's a guy here with a bwo shirt on yep that's, <laughs> that's jeffrey mitchell that's him. yeah Tim. Uh, my shout out to my buddy Brent Porsche from uh WMMR. He was at a Philadelphia Union game. He said, He's like, Yo, there's a this dude with a BWO shirt. Anytime he sees somebody in a BWO shirt, he takes a photo and sends it to me. I was like, Oh, yeah, that's uh, that's good old Jeffrey. So,
1: <laughs>
0: but yeah, I, I love you know, getting back to the original question, where, where, where do my, I love them all, you know, and uh, you know, I, the thing is i can only follow maybe one or two at a time cuz i only have enough room for so much heartbreak yeah but uh <laughs> hopefully uh the phillies are looking promising to get a, at least a wild card spot in the playoffs hopefully the eagles do well they i mean they they've done a lot of great off-season moves just uh hopefully the quarterback uh makes that leap and Technically, it's his third year, but to me, officially, it's his second year because it's his first, second season, full season, and uh, it's the second, it's the first time since he played in high school. Jalen Hurts, you know, Philadelphia Eagles quarterback, he hasn't had the same offensive coach or scheme since high school. He's always, every year, he's been in some new fucking thing and getting adjusted, so... Uh, here's to him hoping uh, he can do something. But you know this this Eagles team look looks fucking great. So I'm excited.
1: That's actually that's actually my, one of my next questions. I have two for Matt and Matt from Dover wants to know where do you think the Eagles will finish this year?
0: Oh man, you know it's <laughs> there's that thing you know every fucking preseason. I'm sure every fan base goes through this. This is our year. You know you hear from the fucking cockroach cowboy fans all the time oh yo dog it's our year you know yeah finally
1: getting off those vhs tapes for their super bowl win right
0: yeah dude last time they fucking won the super bowl had my my natural hair color it was 30
1: years ago wasn't it
0: fucking brutal but they love to talk about i mean we they talk about you know eagles fan they say oh the eagles never won a super bowl yeah we we won championships when there wasn't a super bowl right Right, uh, you know, uh, the last Eagles won the NFL championship in 1948, 1949, and 1960. And then the AFL came along and uh, was the main competition for the NFL. So that the two organizations got together and said, "Like, let's settle it. Let's see who's, see who's the best. Let's have this. Let's have this Super Bowl." And uh, that's how the Super Bowl was born. But then. The NFL acquired the AFL and merged it together. And now, basically, the Super Bowl is just a new name for NFL championship. Which sounds better. Which sounds, you know, NFL championship. A Super Bowl. Super Bowl sounds sexier, right? It's Right.
1: Sounds way more marketable.
0: It's a brand, pal. It's a brand, pal. um, pal. We're going to make movies here, pal. (laughs) Cowboys fan, oh, you never won a Super Bowl. Yeah, We've won three champions before hey here's the thing the you know the fucking last time the eagles had won a championship up until this past super bowl it's 1960 and the fucking cowboys didn't exist yet so it's just like uh you you know nothing nothing before us ever existed you know kind of thing you know if if it didn't exist before us it, it didn't exist at all so yeah the eagles won four championships so eat my ass but uh, where do I see him this year? Um, yeah, that's a little rant. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. I, the new the, the the new extra game this year is fucking up my. You know you 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 could use you used to be able to say a team a team will finish eight and eight, but now there's like an, another game, so it'd be like eight and nine, but. Where I see the the uh, I can see the Eagles winning nine games ten games, you know uh, just you know I I like the coaching staff I like what they're doing, the defensive coach has me a little worried but I love the players he's acquired for the defense so maybe last year was just a matter of him not having the right personnel to run his scheme, so right. so hopefully they you know they got their shit together year two it was you know and uh, Nick Sirianni who uh, is our Philadelphia Eagles head coach, which when they first hired him, I was like, man, everybody's series is just going to go off, you know, when they say his name, Nick Sirianni, you know. Hey, Sirianni. Um, but uh, I like him. You know, uh, he seems to adjust well. Last year the Eagles were stinking it up you know, a little bit with the passing game and he realized you got to run the ball. So they became the number one running offense. So he's, he's, he's open to suggestion and change and unlike he's not a spot monkey to where, like if he, you know, one spot doesn't work out, he goes, Oh, well I got to still stick to my plan. No, you got to call it in the ring. So he, he's got a good ability to call it in the ring when it comes to football. So um, if that makes sense. But uh, yep. I, see, I can see the Eagles easily winning nine to ten games.
1: Matt from Dover's second question is, will Jalen Hurts make that next step, or will he go the way of Dante Culpepper? Great talent, but never could make it to superstar, as he should have.
0: Well, it's only his second year. And again, right, he was, he was drafted, and he played the last four seat, four, game, four games of 2020, I want to say. Or 2021, whatever, wherever that year uh COVID was and nobody was in the stadium. And Carson Wentz was stinking it up, which I really attribute to. Carson Wentz, you know, led the Eagles to the playoffs in 2020. He won the NFC East. And then they, he got to his first playoff game against Seattle. And then with like the first five minutes, got a fucking hit to the back of the head. He was going to the ground and the defensive player headbutted him back in the head, which drove his head into the ground. I don't think he ever recovered from that concussion he got. He got like this mega concussion. Right. And when you, you get concussed, you know, a lot of things can go wrong and you get very emotional. And uh, in that off season, they drafted Jalen Hurts, which you know Carson Wentz has always had to look over his shoulder. You know, he uh, yeah. had a good first year. Uh, 2016, 2017. He was playing lights out. You know, he's the reason why the Eagles. You know, I mean, he got them to what eleven and two or something like that, something it, like that. Yeah. Until until that Rams game where he blew his knee out, and then Nick Foles took the team to the uh, carried the team the rest of the way to the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl. So in your first year, you, you could have went to the Super Bowl, you could have won the Super Bowl, but you blew out your knee and your backup. Won the Super Bowl and everybody's calling for it. the backup who used to be the starter a couple of right. years ago before they traded him. So that's got to be like, well, shit. Do I still have a fucking team? Is, am, are they going to trade me? Are they going to stay with Nick Foles? That's got to be weighing on his mind, right? So next year, he's playing, and then there's a stretch where he's just fucking stinking it up again. Turns out he has a, a back issue that he's been fucking playing through. They sit him out. They bench him for the rest of the year. Heal up. Nick Foles takes the Eagles back to the playoffs. Uh, wins an opening round game, loses to <clears throat> the Saints uh, with a fucking cunt-hair of a play where if Alshon Jeffrey right. dropped that fucking pass, there's a good chance they could have, you know, took the lead and hopefully advanced to the NFC Championship game. So Carson Wentz is sitting there going, oh, okay, here we go again, you know deja vu all over again, as Yogi Bear would say. So next year he's playing and he Carson Wentz literally put the team on his back, carried that team. He didn't have any quality fucking receivers. I mean, he had some good receivers, but not a TO or, you know, all these other teams had loaded fucking. He carried that fucking team on his back with his offensive play to the playoffs to where he was going to have finally a fucking, you know, and, and in the meanwhile, the, the Eagles, you know, I gotten rid of Nick Foles because, you know, you go into your third year, and Nick Foles is still there, and people were like, ah, we should keep Foles, you know. They had to get rid yep. of him. So, you know, he takes him to the playoffs, gets fucking hit in the back of the head, which I I still say is a fucking dirty play. I forget the player did it, but. Um, and then, you know, gets concussed. And then that off season they fucking used their second-round pick, which is a very important pick, on Jalen Hurts. So two years, he's almost fucking watched the backup quarterback go to consecutive Super Bowls. You know, people are calling for his backup in uh, Nick Foles. And then, you know, he, he has a good year, gets hurt, and then they fucking get a guy. They draft Jalen Hurts, which is going to be the guy that, for whatever reason, Philadelphia Philadelphia sports fans have this obsession with the fucking backup quarterback. It's kinda of like there's people who live on Earth or are obsessed with going to fucking Mars. It's like why do you want to go to Mars? You're on Earth. Right. You have a right. why don't you go there? To Earth. Yeah. Why are you worried about fucking Mars? That's Eagles fans. Yeah. Oh, AJ Philly, dude. AJ. I Philly. was just going to
1: say, uh, well, that's the thing. is, like you have Philly and then a couple years later you have, well, because Philly got us almost all the way to the the Super Bowl also
0: because McNabb, was, his
1: McNabb was shit in the bed and then De- Detmer got hurt. Well, Jeff Garcia and Jeff
0: Garcia did really good.
1: Right, he right. Did, he but did, I'm just he saying like Philly was.
0: Yeah, they uh, Jeff Garcia did good enough that where they're like, uh, yeah, he can't stay here. Yeah. yeah because no, they, he's got
1: to go. We can't yeah. keep somebody good here. No.
0: Yeah. yeah the next year, the fans would be like, uh, "We want Jeff Garcia, not time we're gonna have." So they are like, eh, "We'll Jesus see Christ. you, Jeff." But uh, you know, you know, Jalen Hurts comes in the last four games of the 2020 season, something like that. 2021, which I the, the COVID years got me fucked up, and then he does well. So Carson, you know, pretty much says, "Hey, fucking trade me." They trade him to Indy. And then uh you know, then the next season, Jalen last season, Jalen Hurts has his first full year as a starter with a new coach. He had been, you know, training under Doug Peterson system with you know, when Carson was playing, they got rid of Doug Peterson, Carson Wentz. Now it's him in what I consider his rookie season because his right. first year as a starter with a new head coach, new system, new everything. So, you know, th- this season coming up is to me is his second year as a starter. I think he'll be all right. I think he'll be good with Nick Sirianni. I, I kind of like when they bring in a-, a new quarterback and a new coach, so they could kind of gel to get, as Bruno Sammartino said, they gel really well. Uh, which <laughs> throw back to last week, but um, yep. I think they. Uh, I think the-, the Eagles will do good. I think they do. They'll do well. Jalen Hurts seems like a real good leader and uh you know we got aj brown which is you know he helped he had a hand in you know orchestrating that trade to get him here so we have a couple great receivers we have probably one of the best offensive lines of football our backup offensive line is better than most people starting offensive lines and we got a you know shitload of middle linebackers which we were desperate for in years past where we're like okay Looks like the team's going all in, so uh, let's see where it goes.
1: I had my question here, and now I lost it. Give me one second. Oh, here we go. Uh, Rob Kelly wants to know: Is Monday Night Raw becoming appointment TV? Why or why not?
0: Uh, it's kind of like new sex, I guess. You know, when you <laughs> when you you break up and you get the new girlfriend, and there's somebody new and a troll, and oh, this is this is great you know, right. just, you know, uh, you know, it was WWE under Vince Vince quote unquote retired. Now it's the triple H deal. And I want to say triple H show because that seems a little bit, you know, like a, a negative connotation, but it it really is. It's triple H's. we're going, we're going in the way of triple H's vision and, uh, it's going to be a little bit of a journey, but you know, seeing the talents who want to come back under triple H is exciting yeah and uh it's gonna be cool to see where they go and how how it goes you know with uh, yeah you know carrying cross coming back um johnny gargano just came back
1: yep it's supposed to be a big surprise coming up at clash too from what the uh the internet is abuzz with oh really it's supposed to be a, supposed to be some kind of big surprise at the end of the match at the end of the title match so
0: uh, probably bright.
1: That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that would be the one thing for me that makes the most sense at this point. Well, well um, I'm,
0: I'll be in England
1: <laughs> the same day. You'll have to let me know if Cardiff explodes, man. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I, I I, I don't know. I feel like that's a question for both of us. So we can probably extrapolate on this one a little bit. Um, I feel like it's starting to again. Like when I watch the cross promos, and I know we've talked about them every week. Shout out to Karrion Cross, friend of the show. Yeah. Um, Every time I watch a promo by him, I get more excited about what's happening. And then last night, they had the, uh, or actually, will be two weeks from now, they had the uh, the promo, the Bloodline and Sami Zayn and the Drew McIntyre stuff and all that stuff is really exciting. So by the time you listen to this episode, you'll, we'll already have known who has appeared at Cardiff, but um, I'm starting to get excited about it again, man, about the product. I'm starting yeah. to get excited. Like, it's starting to get new and fresh and, and inventive and different. Um, I'm just hoping it maintains, you know, I'm hoping it, it, it continues in this path.
0: Oh, well, wrestling, uh, like most businesses
1: is a uh, very cyclical, right?
0: You know, it's up, it's down, it's up, it's down, you know, when you're doing that much live TV in a week, you know, three shows between Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and right. And a fourth with when, you know, they have a pay-per-view. That's a lot. That's a especially if you know with Raw being three hours. I can't imagine the mental drain it puts on people.
1: That's a fucking. That's a motion picture every week.
0: That's a pay per view every week too. Yeah, you know with three hours. God damn. So I can't. A lot of fucking time, man. I I don't. I only envy the creative. Uh, But the fact that you know with this change in the regime with uh, Triple H. Taking over creative, I think um, it, it was a a, a bolt of uh, lightning or, or energy into the creative process, or into the in the locker room. You know, when I did, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, when I did ECW, I don't release Volume Three I talked to a producer and trying to get a feel for what was, you know, what was the vibe there, and everybody's like, "Yeah, man, we're all hoping for the day Triple H takes over." Wow. Yeah. And, uh, wow. Unfortunately, that guy does, no longer works there, but, you know, he was a producer and, you know, that was his vibe. Like, maybe it was uh, seven years ago, maybe.
1: Yeah. And now it finally happened.
0: And now it's here. And then there's, a, I'm, I know there's a lot of people who left who are just like, son of a bitch.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, think about it, man. I mean, honestly, like, I think about that. And I, I often wonder about Sting, too. Like, I wonder, I know we just talked about him on the last episode. Um, with uh with sting i wonder how receptive they would have been like they meaning creative for a sting and undertaker match back if hunter had been more involved with it or like hey guys right or hey guys i'm i'm back i can wrestle again i'm cleared because that's what it seems like it seemed like christian had the same kind of complaint sting had the same kind of complaint big show daniel bryan like, hey, we're here. We can still work. We may not, you know, it may not be main event stuff, but we can still work and do things And they are like, nah, let's have you in the background and, and take pie in the face. And it's like, well, wait a second. Like, you know, I, I understand like there's this dynamic where you're trying to uh, build new stars. We'll also incorporate the old ones and, you know, like trying to bridge that world. But yeah, I don't know, man. I'm excited. I'm very, I'm feeling very excited about the, uh, the path that the company is on right now. And I, and I'm, I'm hoping it continues this way. So same.
0: Same as it's, you know, when these shows are on, you know, I'm usually I'm on social media, you know, anyway. But you could tell when, you know, these shows are on and the, the 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 responses to, you know, the new vision of SmackDown and Raw have been really good. And that's usually from people who I go, man, these people hate everything, but they seem to be uh, digging
1: what, what's going on. Vanessa wants to know how long do you think it's going to be before uh, Sammy Zayn turns face? Oh,
0: it's got to be coming soon, right? Yeah, you know he's uh, he's one of those, he's becoming one of those goofy, lovable characters to where see he will yeah, but he's so goofy, you can't help but love him. You know, and this you know this is a real person. I mean, when he first came in, he was you know like a serious character and stuff like that, and he was excellent by the way, but, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. He, he seemed, he has seemed to have found his voice within the world of the WWE. And, uh, I watched him on the, uh, broken skull sessions with Steve Austin and I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. It's just like, uh, well, you know, when it comes to Steve Austin, I'd like to see some of the, uh, the legends on there, but yeah. You know, when they get a current like town on there, I watch, but the Sammy Zayn one was super fun. Yeah. watch he's just a great guy um i've met him over the years uh it's very kind very polite and uh i love you know my buddy cliff compton who uh used to wrestle wwe and all these other places um he he's got a lot of good fucking sammy Zayn stories you know uh just he's a natural like they went to go see guns N' roses and uh they were Allowed to uh, st- stand side stage, and fucking Sammy's just dancing, kind of like uh, the guy from Mighty Mighty Ballstones. This that's you know, great. This that kind of, and he's dancing. He's kind of like dancing onto the stage, to where like the tour manager's like, "Hey, hey, hey you got to back up. You got to back up," <laughs> kind of thing. And uh, go on YouTube. Look up Cl- Cliff Compton talking about Sammy Zane or Elton Americo fucking story is fucking brilliant fucking
1: brilliant. That's awesome.
0: But I love the guy. He he reminds me of a few people in my life and uh who I like and cherish. And uh when I've met him he was, he's always great. So I'm happy for him, man. He's just yeah. Found his voice. He's got this character and uh he cemented himself in the world of WWE. Not that he hadn't when he you know, was going through NXT, you know, made, made his way up to the main roster. I mean,
1: right, but it's different because he's he's there now. You know, he was he was the the punk guy, you know, and then he was now he's the great liberator and the master strategist and like the whole conspiracy theory thing, and now the stuff with the bloodline and and also with Knoxville. Like, I mean, the guy just hasn't really missed at all since he's been on.
0: That's the thing when you have your own genres. When you can go, oh, during, this is me during my such and such phase, kind of like Jericho, right? Kind of like Jericho. Well, I was Y two J, and then I was, you know, doing the you know the suit thing, and you know all this other stuff. You know, the pain maker. You know, yeah. When you have line hearts back now, yeah. When, when you are one guy and you've done genres of your own character, Undertaker's the ultimate one, right? Yeah, he was the dead guy in the grade and became purple he was pale white then he started getting tattoos and then you know during the attitude era he's he had the long hair and then there was biker taker you know but then he went back to the the dead man
1: the dart yep yeah i mean i feel like the i feel like the big big dead and and or big evil and the, the the biker gimmick i feel like it was necessary during that time yeah but i felt like once once wcw was done like i felt like it kind of ran its course it was like all right let's go let's go back you know let's go back to where we were
0: you can always go back you right can, you can always go back but yeah. what was it uh a new spin on an old favorite i forget what lyric that was i think thing it was Alice in chains lyric which uh yeah but you can always go back and you know put a fresh coat of paint as jr likes to say on uh yep on a classic so yeah sammy zane fucking amazing you know love him and uh yeah, I'll be interested to see where it goes. Uh, I know where we're recording is pre Clash at the Castle and it airs post Clash at the Castle. And uh, I'll be in uh, England when it happens. Maybe I'll do a run Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> if I don't yeah. get these fucking Foo Fighter tickets. Yeah,
1: I Minnie mean will be there. Yeah. you I will mean be there. Uh, so I can also, I mean, to add on to that before we get to the next question, I, I absolutely could see Sami Zayn in the title picture, um, even with Roman, you know, like an actual run at the title. Um, If this takes off, I know that some of the stories and the the rumor mill has been a buzz with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn being teamed up again to take on the Usos at some point, which would be a fucking barn burner. Yeah, but um, I honestly, I would much rather see Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in the title picture. I really would. I think that how they're building this right now with Cross and Drew, potentially Bray, um, there's a lot of folks theory. There's a lot of folks that are involved in what's looking like a title picture. And for me, that's exciting because it's not just like, okay, it's not formulaic. Like, all right, well, Kevin Owens is going for the title and now he lost. And now we have Edge and now he lost. And it's like this back and forth where there's like, there's real, there's no real dynamic. You know, there's no structure and people fighting, really attaining the top of the mountain. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited for that as well. Uh, Matt from Dover has another question before we get into Lucha's one, because that's a good one. And I'm saving that one to really extrapolate. Uh, any thoughts? on the cm punk uh reported drama in aew
0: yeah i'm just starting to get wind of that now i kind of was a little oblivious to it maybe Mm -hmm. um apparently i guess uh reports are the adam page kind of went off script which i hate yeah i hate saying off script but uh went
1: into business for himself brother
0: that was before the 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 title match where punk versus page at the pay-per-view, right? Right. And he went into the business saying, Oh, I need to save AEW from you and stuff like that. And, uh, people have their own theories of why he did that. Uh, I guess the most popular opinion is, is people sticking up for Cole Cabana because unfortunately, Cabana and punk had their falling out. Uh, right. Kind of, bums me out uh when i first met punk and gabana they were you know the best of friends you know I've, i met him in pittsburgh for norm connor's i forget i think uh i forgot what promotion norm was booked for maybe an international wrestling cartel i'm not sure out towards pittsburgh but i saw punk and gabana have them you know this match i was like man if i ever have a promotion i gotta book these guys and then when 3pw came about and they were on you know, the first ever three PW show, uh, and you know, it was always cool to see. It's always cool, you know. This look back and see, you know, somebody breaking and have a crew of guys, you know, they have a crew. You know, Punk, and, it was Punk Cabana, uh, Chris Hero, A Steel. Um, there's a few other. I'm, I feel bad. I feel bad. I'm uh, blanking on. But then, you know, they had their own own crew from where they were were from, and they were branching out and hitting the road and seeing the world. And, you know, it was a very, very, like, coming-of-age kind of story. And then, um, you know, Punk goes to WWE, uh, Cabana stays Ring of Honor. You know, well, Cabana went to Ring of Honor for a little bit too, then back to – I went to – I mean, Cabana went to WWE and then back to Ring of Honor. This, that, and the other thing. And then um, eventually, you know, Punk has his run in WWE. And then he's he's fed up with the process. He's fed up with the backstage. He gets that uh, staff affection in his back. And they're loading up with Z-Packs. And he's just not feeling good. He eventually he says, fucking, I had enough, right? Right. So he he, he walks out of WWE. I want to say in, after the, the Rumble in Philly.
1: He walked out in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah,
0: his last his last quote unquote match was the Rumble in Philly, but he walked out in yeah. Cleveland, and uh, he was you know Cole Cabana, you know, a podcasting uh, pioneer for at least wrestling. You know, uh, when I, I you know I saw um, there was a, sh- a Chikar show in in Philly. I stopped by, and Cabana was like, "Hey, you want to do my podcast?" I was like. What's a fucking podcast? I don't know what that is. And uh, the first, you know, quote-unquote podcast I did was Colt Cabana's Art of Wrestling podcast. And uh got a lot of good feedback from it, too. You know, uh, I had no idea there was this whole other venture. And, uh, you know, Colt opened up that door and allowed a whole bunch of wrestlers to come through and, you know, venture into you know, talking to wrestling fans and entertaining wrestling fans without having to put a physical toll on their body. We can just talk to the fans or interview other wrestlers, this, that and the other thing. He he gave right. other wrestlers an avenue to possibly, you know, entertain and stay in touch with wrestling fans. So after, you know, Punk quince he goes on Cabana's podcast, which was wildly popular. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the fact that, I mean, it was a, I think it was a two-parter, but like the reaction to it was so big, it crashed whatever sites that, uh, Cabana, uh, you know, whatever sites were hosting Cabana's
1: podcast. So, yeah. But also I think it ended up, they got sued for it. If I remember correctly, right. Yeah. I, I was going down that line because,
0: uh, Oh yeah, yeah. eventually, you know, they got sued, uh, you know, uh, CM Punk had said something about the WWE medic and, uh, the medic took exception to it and led to this lawsuit. And then, you know, the lawsuit got thrown out, but here they are with this legal bill. And, uh, apparently, you know, I don't know anything uh, other than what I hear. I hear, you know, Punk said, you know, I'll take care of it. And eventually, you know, somebody said, you know, allegedly Punk said, you're on your own kind of thing wow
1: i don't know what's true
0: i don't know what's true i just know i'm very bummed out that uh these two guys who were were friends you know starting off with you know chasing their dream and became best friends and you know led the charge for a younger generation to uh be able to have a voice in the business you know these two guys are no longer friends and that bums me out so uh, and, uh, you know, other people had a reaction to it too, because Colt has been in AEW since day one. Right. Oh, also Colt is one of the brains behind pro wrestling tees. You know, he, no shit. Yeah. He, uh, needed to get a t-shirt for CM Punk for raw cause CM Punk was going to do play by play or something like that. He needed Punk needed a, a shirt quick for TV and Cole Cabana saw this store called One Hour Tees in Chicago, got a shirt done, and went, "Hey, you know this be an interesting concept for pro wrestling." And they worked out a deal. And you know, uh, he was talking to Ryan from Pro Wrestling Tees, and you know, the original guys for Pro Wrestling Tees were Cabana, the Young Bucks, and Kevin Owens, and one other person who I'm blanking on. I apologize. So there's another thing Cabana contributed to pro wrestling that all these wrestlers can, can not only sell their own merchandise, but not have to pay the overhead, not pay the the you know this you know stocking fees and all this stuff. You know, right, you're not paying for anything other than you're just posting links and fans can buy your stuff. And as you know, Cole Cabana made that possible for wrestlers to have alternative income. Right. So he's done a lot of good things. For a lot of good people. And, uh, you know, Punk's been great too. He, he's he been outspoken and, you know, want, wants things to be good for wrestling. But um, I guess Adam Page took exception to the fact that in his, in some people's opinions, I don't know this for fact, uh, allegedly, people think that Colts' decline in AEW is, you know, a, a due to Punk. Punk. Which... I don't know. Uh, you know, apparently, you know, uh, AEW has, you know, instead of just telling people outright they're not renewing their deals, they kind of just let them drift away. and uh, Right. Which is unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're not going to use somebody, let them know so they can make, go make plans, you know. So, um, you know, and it was kind of lo- looking like it was going to be that way with Colt Cabana, which is, to me, is mind-blowing. You know, he's, you know, OG, AEW, he's one of the brains behind Pro Wrestling Tees, which is also the company that does all the AEW shirts. When you go to shop AEW, that's Pro Wrestling Tees. Right. So, and Adam Page felt like he, he wanted to, you know, stand up and speak up for Cole It just happened to be that he hadn't planned. To do or, that. Or Punk had no idea that this was coming. So, uh, it happens. And if you watch punk's face during the whole thing, you could tell he's just like, what the fuck?
1: Right. Taking that extra shot there.
0: So they have the match. Punk wins. um, Punk wins the belt. Punk hurts his foot. He goes away, but he comes back and he does this thing where he does this grandstand challenge where he's calling out Adam page who wasn't booked for that week's TV and when Adam Page comes out, he calls Adam Page a coward, which, you know, it's tit for tat at this point. You know, you want right. to go off script and trying to, you know, do something with me, I'm going to receipt you back. Now, who's right? Who's wrong? I don't know. I'm not backstage. I don't know the fucking politics of it, but it's it's interesting it's yeah. interesting for the, the fans that this is leaking out unless this is some fucking elaborate work that i'm i'm not akin to or or not privy, not privy to privy
1: privy yeah i don't i don't know man i i don't know it just seems very like something like sam punk just needs to stay out of cleveland it feels like because between <laughs> the wwe ufc and aew like something continues continually happens i didn't even
0: make that um, connection
1: yeah, somebody did on Twitter earlier, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like everything, everything bad happens to CM Punk in Cleveland. But now, I uh, I don't know, man. I don't necessarily think that this is a work. Just like I don't think that the MJF thing is a work because I feel like if the MJF thing was a work at this point, he would probably have been back in some capacity. Um, I I don't know because if I don't know, man. If
0: if the MJF thing was a shoot, brother, then. then what's Tony Khan thinking about letting this guy go on his live TV and saying whatever he wants about him on live TV. If they were really having a thing, the last thing I would do is give a guy a hot mic to go on TV and say whatever he wanted about me. You know what I'm saying? What
1: is it, that's what I mean. Like why, but like it, for me, it's like, okay, well let's just, let's for the benefit of the doubt with MJF, let's just assume it's a, it's a work just for a second,
0: which I'm leaning towards. Yeah.
1: What has he been doing? Why is he out? He hasn't been on any national television programs. He hasn't been in any feature films.
0: He's furthering the storyline.
1: Interesting. Yeah. I I don't know, man.
0: I mean, Tony's got the cash to pay him to sit out. He's going to go. He's going to, you know, work out. Get jacked, brother. Brother. Well, here's the thing. You can't surprise somebody if somebody's still there. You can't miss somebody if they go away
1: true i don't know though man i really don't i'm yeah, i'm, I don't I'm conflicted on this and i'm conflicted on the punk thing too because there's a pattern i think the there punk, seems to be I, a I, pattern I,
0: I think the punk things are shoot
1: well i also the the to mention about punk before we get back into mjf i mean there's there's also reports coming out now that people are unhappy with him backstage or that he is unhappy um in the company and it's like well what's going on like what is happening with you at this point like is it something that you need to address outwardly, you know what I mean, like, I, I don't know what's going on in the guy's head. And I certainly don't want to, uh, I would never try to jump into somebody's head or imagine what they're feeling, but it's like, bro, like there's starting to be a pattern here. Like what's going on with this? Like what what's happening? You know, yeah. Yeah, um, I, don't know. But I, I know, I don't think that I don't believe if for a second that the CM Punk thing is anything other than a, a full blown shoot at yeah, this point. It's definitely um, true. and, and now I have questions about the Moxley squash because I did not expect Moxley to go over in that match. And apparently he squashed him pretty quickly yeah they 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 and they put the full match on YouTube like immediately yeah it was like eight minutes or something like that like it it was quick like I remember watching it and being like it's over already well I I don't know
0: if here's the thing I don't know if if it's a work it's a brilliant work but you know Punk went to throw the a kick and he sold his planting foot which is the foot he originally injured in the
1: first place right right
0: so you do something like that. And it lends credibility to a storyline where people knew he was legit. He legit broke his foot. Maybe he came back a little too soon. end up costing him the title. He goes back for away for a little bit. Maybe things cool off a little bit behind the scenes. Hey, you know what? Let me take a, a step back. The cooler heads prevail. I'll come back. Mostly get run with the title. And now I have an issue to come back for for my title. You know, a title that I never really got to have a proper run with,
1: so to speak. Right. He, he had the one, what he had the win and then never defended it because he got injured.
0: He did a, a six man tag match which which blew my mind that they would have a guy who just won the title on pay-per-view the night before come out and work an opening six man tag instead of just come out and say, you know, celebrating the, 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 the road to that win for the AEW title. I, it made no mm-hmm. sense to me.
1: It made zero, zero sense.
0: And then in return, the guy broke his foot and you had to make all these alternative plans, you know, brother,
1: brother. Yeah, dude. I, I, no, thanks. I just, I, I thought that was a very poor booking decision to have your champion. in just after you win in a title defense, um, I don't know, man. I, I just have a lot of questions on this, and, I, and I'm curious, and I'm sure it's going to play out over the course of time, and I'm sure we'll find out what happens eventually, but somebody brought up a good point. During this entire exchange on Twitter, they were like, oh, you know, we can't, we, of course it's happening in AEW's locker room, because it's the same thing that happens when, you, when somebody hears about heat in WWE's locker room. They're like, oh, of course this happens, and you know, all these uh, divas and personalities and all this shit, and it's like, uh, Sir Wilkins, friend of the show from the Jobber Tears podcast, was like, you guys have act like, I can tell which one of you's have never worked in corporate America. Like this kind of shit happens all the time with coworkers and colleagues and stuff. And wrestling yeah. is not immune to this. Like it's not surprising to hear that somebody has an issue with somebody backstage. Most times I'm sure that you could probably attest to way better. Yeah. Um, just because of your experience. A lot of times we don't hear about this shit. You know, there could be boiling beefs that happen backstage that the world never hears about. Yeah. And then when it comes out in a shoot interview, you're like, holy shit, that happened. Right. And you know, there's, you know,
0: People go. Everybody's friends rise. Like, well, here's the thing: the people you think like each other probably hate each other, and they think that probably hate each other probably like each other. You right? Know? It's like it's high school bullshit, you know. Just, you know, uh, it all starts in high school with uh, who's more popular, this, that, and everything. And pe- <laughs> you know, people, you know, edging their way to the top of the ladder, pretty much. You know, yep. again, it's any business. It's it's and to me, sports is a business too. You know where. Yep you know lebron couldn't win in cleveland so he had to amass a super team to help win a couple championships you know just you know um, games you know games of uh, favoritism and stuff there's a show on hbo which i haven't watched i i've been meaning to watch called succession where it's kind of like the owner of this company is you know his is is you know the people who work for him including his own family is trying to take him out uh wow push him out of a company that he was the head of for so long which to me is like man that sounds a lot like the fucking Vince angle, you know? It really does. Not really does the Vince deal.
1: The real thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So dude, a lot of people who get overreact to a lot of things that happening corporate pro wrestling. Like you said, it happens in every form of business business. Because when it comes down to it it's dollars and cents. And, you know, yep. airtime, who could get the most airtime, who can sell the most merch, you know, and stuff like that.
1: Here's a fun one from Ivan Rivers. Would you guys, would you folks ever want to try a savory seltzer like mashed taters and gravy, but in a dang can of sparkling water?
0: I'll try anything, man.
1: That, uh, I won't say I won't vomit afterwards, but yeah, I'd try, probably try it. Uh, why not? You know. If you, if you give me one for free, I'll fucking drink it as
0: long as it's a, a legit product. That you, you know, yeah, you didn't make. If
1: it's money. free, man, we'll drink it on the show here. We'll yeah, fucking plug, you, plug your shit. Yeah, if, I don't care if you didn't make it in the basement. The only thing I'll drink out of the yeah.
0: basement is you know my uncle Jimmy's basement wine, but that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> uncle
1: Jimmy's basement wine. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Gross. I only had wo- moonshine one time, and I don't remember like an entire day's worth of stuff. Ooh, um, yeah, I love it. Yeah, more. dude. Unfortunately my,
0: unfortunately, my Uncle Jimmy passed away, but, like, uh, one of the last times I saw him, uh, there's a place in South Philly called Nick's Charcoal Pit that I love to go to. Fucking fantastic food. 13th and Snyder here in South Philly. And um, Uncle Jimmy, I would always see him sitting yes. You know how he's you know, like one of those guys that's always out in the corner, kind of like uh, king of the hill, where the guys are just hanging out. You know, ding, da, da, ding, ding, ding. But there's always yep. Uncle Jimmy, you know, hanging out there outside of Nick's charcoal pit. And they had a, they even got him a chair so he could sit out there. And that's awesome. uh, I went in there one night to get food, and he was in there. I was like, "Oh, Uncle Jimmy." He's like, "Hey, Bry." And he reaches in a bag and hands me a bottle of South Philly Red you know, it's some of his, ba- ooh, man, some of his basement wine. I was like, thank you. You know, but, uh, he, you know, he passed away. And, uh, like every time I go past, uh, next charcoal pit, uh, there's like an arrow carved into the brick. It says, you know, his last name's bell, Jimmy Bell, Mr. Bell's seat, you know, oh, it's awesome. So I took a photo. I posted it on social media a little bit after he passed, but, I don't even know where we got. Oh, oh, you're talking about, yeah, trying different seltzers, you know. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a shot.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm. listen, I'm about it. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, here's one other question. Carl Carlson. Blue Meanie, what do you think about the Zeus and Mero breakup?
0: Hold on, what, what happened now?
1: Zeus and Mero. They are a show, uh, a program on, what is it? Is it uh, Showtime? Showtime. Are you no, familiar I, with them no no i'm not, no. not not totally familiar i know them from the memes but i am not familiar with them i know
0: mark marrow so. and that's about it
1: yeah unfortunately that's going to be a, a pass from us brother uh but we appreciate the question doesn't work for um, me brother uh, so good to work for me brother i say that at, at my shoot job now too so I'm, I'm really excited about that all right here's the the, the good question i've been saving from lucha the chozo any but, uh, bold predictions a uh, friend of the show and Pod Squad member, Lucha Lechozo. Any bold predictions on the landscape of wrestling a year from now? Cody Rhodes as WWE champion, MJF as AEW champion. Um, what are your th- What are your predictions, dude? Um, it's a tough one, man. It's hard to well, say I'm for sure.
0: To, well, no, again, I got. Uh, I would love to see a kayfabe arrangement between AEW and WWF where MGF just shows up on fucking raw and they fucking pull him out with security. Yeah. No explanation who he is. No acknowledgement of who he is. No acknowledgement from AEW of what happened on another person's TV, but AEW gives him a couple bucks, flies him to fucking wherever raw is. He just runs out hops the ring, says a couple things on the mic, and security, you know, wrangles them up. And they do the thing where the camera cuts away, you know. Kind of like, you know, when a, somebody runs on the baseball field, they never show the guy. They just have the crowd reaction like, oh, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Or even, yeah, if he Sorry. hops the rail, cut away. Kind of, I don't know if they're doing that. with let, I know Dexter Loomis has been hopping the rail, but. Uh, yeah. But treat it like a legit shoot, like a fan. Hop the rail, cut the cameras away, this, that, and the other thing, and let the fans tell the story on social media with camera phones and that, this, that, and the other thing. Like, oh my God, MGF just ran out wrong and wrong. But WWE never acknowledges it. AEW never acknowledges it, and then eventually it leads to something. You know, right? Have these little Easter. Well, here's the thing. Like I was saying about MGF the reason why I think it's a shoot is he hasn't been on TV. There's no acknowledgement. He won't enter, He Tony won't say anything about him in the media scrums. Cause he's trying to let the fucking, the story marinate, let it marinate, let it marinate, you know, just, uh, yeah, you don't let a guy go on TV. And the last thing he does is call you a fucking Mark on, right. on TV. You're spending a million dollars on and <sighs> it, it's taking away other people's TV. That's another thing you got to consider. TV time is so valuable for right. talent. You know, somebody else could have been in that spot benefiting from TV time, but you let MGF go on, on live national TV and call you a fucking Mark. It's gotta be work. And yeah. that's why they haven't acknowledged him since then. And, and eventually in a couple months or whatever, there'll be a, like a nice little, like, how you doing, you know, kind of thing. And, little Easter eggs here and there and it'll lead to something, but company and the business as a whole. Um, I mean, Roman just made allusions to, or, uh, made a reference to, you know, him versus rock being happen. It's a better chance to happening than ever before, you know, right. WrestleMania right. Hollywood, you know, uh, that that looks like it'll happen. Do they put the belt on a rock? I don't think so. I think this have a special attraction match, but then again, what do you do with the belts? If he's still champion by that time, right by that point? Um,
1: I don't, th- but I don't think, I don't think Roman's walking out of the clash with, with both belts. Yeah, no. I don't think he is. But I'd be very, very surprised to see that continue. Dude. I love the universal storyline. I think that should continue, but I think at this point, like, and I want to jump in cause I kind of want this to be collaborative to, sure. to sort of tie up the show. But, um, I think in order to get to Cody being the champion, you have to get the belt off of Roman. And the better storyline for me after watching that, that trio of matches is Cody going over on Seth Rollins for the title. That's the ultimate for me. Right. Right. Um, and I think that's the right way to get there, but go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off.
0: No, uh, it's just, um, it breaks my heart that drew McIntyre never got a proper title reign in front of fans. Yeah. He was the, uh, he was the, the, the COVID era fucking champion in front of no fans in a em- cold, empty studio. Yep. Just wrestling. Uh, it was fucking brutal. Uh, but the fact that, you know, they're having this match over in England, you know, clash at the castle, you know. This, this you know, has, a, to me, this has a feeling of like when SummerSlam was at Wembley kind of thing, you know, where, you know, don't, I, I, I see Drew leaving with a belt. I, yes. I definitely see Drew leaving with a belt at the castle, which was last night. So, uh, right. So we will know for so sure. I'm either going to be brilliant or I'm going to be an asshole to, right now, you know. But, uh, yeah, I just definitely see Drew, Drew. Drew is awesome. He looks the part. He's fucking He looks like a fucking superhero. He looks like a legit. He always he reminds me of the guys, uh, one of the one of the main villains that was fighting Superman, and I think Superman two or three or whatever it was, but uh, yeah, he just looks like a fucking superhero, and some people wear a belt, and it looks like the belt was just made for him. That fucking yes belt looks like, it. like you know, uh, the belt, you know, you know, Steve also won the uh, WWF belt in the night after they. Got rid of the fucking winged eagle, which I was so pissed about. And they got the new belt.
1: I know. That big giant, the golden eagle, right? Yeah, but I hated
0: that belt for the longest time until Triple H wore it. And I was like, you know what? I kind of like that belt now. That belt looks good on Triple H. You know, if somebody posted a photo of Barry Windham with the uh, NWA US title from back in the day, I was like, dude, if there's a belt that looked like it was made for a human being, that it's that States, one. That United States belt was look, looks like it was made for Barry Windham. That WWF title looks like it was specifically. Is it for the WWF title or the Universal
1: title? This which which one are you talking about? The? the Castle. It's for both of them.
0: Oh, it's for both. All right. Yeah, but I
1: again, I I that world title looks like it was made for Drew McIntyre. At the black one. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And I think, again, if you're going to continue this sort of this reign on top, because Drew's or uh, Roman's been champion now, for, think for Jesus Christ. Let me see. I think it's over 700 days now as the universal champion, yeah. which is insane. It's absolutely insane. Um, Where the hell is it? Uh, Intercontinental. Universal champion. Let's see how long his reign is right now. 726 days. August 23rd, 2020. He beat I'm in the fiend for the title um yeah i think if you're going to continue it i think you should keep the universe i think you should keep the blue belt on him let the black strap go back to drew and let him have his proper run in front of the audience because i think that's that, that's where we're at at this point yeah. my only question is how do you get one belt off a of roman and onto drew yeah because i don't i don't think they should ever I, to be honest like i'm not a fan of combining the belts like it's not like it was the undisputed title when Jericho won it, right? Cause WWE, right. WWE, or WCW, you're mixing them. That that makes sense. But like this, it's like, why did you, why did you do that? There's an entire plethora, an entire company of folks who who could be fighting for this title right now. And I just, I didn't, I didn't necessarily agree with that. Yeah. What else you got? What other, what other bold predictions do you have for next year?
0: Dude, if I could predict that, I'd buy a fucking lottery ticket, but, uh, <laughs> which I should probably do. Um, yeah, probably, might be a good idea. I have a trip to pay for. Her. Um, <laughs> nah, nah, it's uh it's all good. But uh yeah, just uh it'll be it'll be interesting, you know. It's the next year of a full year of Triple H's vision. Yeah. Uh we'll see how uh AEW fares.
1: Yeah. With, see how it goes.
0: With all this alleged <laughs> backstage drama. We we don't yeah, know when, the- we don't know what's work,
1: what's you but the uh the Warner Brothers stuff, nobody knows about that. The Warner Brothers Discovery that's, stuff and That's
0: a whole other ball of wax where you don't know, you know, allegedly, you know, they reached out to AW and said, Hey, can you stop with the swearing kind of thing or the stronger language? Also it takes is for one person to go, I don't like wrestling. Yeah. Yep. Get it off my air. And
1: then and that's a wrap. And then what do you do? Do you become strictly a YouTube show? can you even produce can you even produce co- content at the level that you could as a youtube show right if you lose your television rights how do you get streaming rights right cuz that's basically like you know right i mean think about it, like this is going to sound like a weird comparison but i'm a big fan of the show community right yeah. community was on nbc for 5 seasons it got canceled and then it went to yahoo for its 6th season and going to yahoo was cool but it didn't have the same kind of impact that it did with nbc and then youtube or then yahoo ended up folding afterwards anyway and it was just like guys this is not you know like this 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 isn't the same um so i'm curious like you know you get canceled off of main television like that especially a property like tbs and tnt what do you how do you make yourself viable again and again not talking shit on aew i'm just saying like these are the realities of television business and anyone who's not i mean and like to be clear anyone who's not looking at this merger in a in a business sense and just being like you know oh, AEW is the greatest thing on earth and no, they'll never lose their rights. Like, yeah, well, that's what we said about WCW. That's what we said about ECW. Well, yeah. These companies both went under, right? Like, and, and that happens, it happens all the time. We also said that Bray Wyatt would never be let go of, of WWE the way he was. And he was their biggest merchandise seller. Like, you know, like yeah. shit happens in business all the time that makes no sense, that has no structure, no thought behind it. And it's just the way it is. So if you're not looking at this in a realistic way, you, you should probably get out of your bubble for a minute and really look at context in, in full.
0: Well, I mean, Eric Bischoff was going to buy WCW, but the lack of a TV deal killed the deal. Right. Eric, right. Bischoff, Eric Bischoff and Fusion Media were going to buy WCW and take it over from there, but TBS said no TV. Well, without TV, the what what, what good is this? Uh, what what good is this company?
1: You know, it's dead. Right. It's got it's no it's valueless at this point. Yep. So no, I, I mean you know I think Lucha's in here. So, uh, MJF isn't around because there's a lot of other talents. If you notice, there's always two AEWs wrestlers out for a period of time. Omega just finished it. So we're talking about the MJF. We're going back on that one. Um,
0: yeah, Omega yeah. Had, had legit injuries. Legit. Injury. Yeah, he was, and he said like, if I get injured again, I have to go through all this rehab. I might, I just might call it a day. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's why. I mean look at. uh it was the, the quarterback from the Colts who re- retired like a week before the, the season started um, right before they got, I can't think of his name. Yeah. But he, he, he was so injured that he was just like, you know what, do I want to go have another rehab session? You
1: know, um,
0: fuck it's dry.
1: but here, you know what, here's, wait, here's jumping in with Bailey real fast. Cause I want to, I, I do want to point this out and I want to talk about this before we wrap up. If it, he says if AEW lost their TV deal, they would make more money anywhere else at the moment. I have to disagree with you on that. I have to. Oh, what he said? I don't think I, I, I would. he said if he said if AEW lost their television deal would make more money anywhere else at this moment. I, I'm sorry, I don't agree with that. I have to push back on that, and it's not in an argumentative way or anything like that. I just don't think that the property is on the same level. I mean, if you look at the rate, I mean, you have to understand, you have to look at ratings. You have to look at merchandise sales. You have to look at all of the other business back end deals because you have to remember there's a video game that's also in play here. That's been from what we know of. It's got an eight figure advance on it without a
0: TV. How are you going to promote your video game? You
1: know, exactly. That's what I'm saying.
0: Oh, Andrew Luck was the quarterback for the Colts who, uh, he retired retired the week. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Bailey. He retired the week before uh the opening season because he was he was tired of getting hurt tired of doing rehab which is, is kind of like it seems like it's kenny omega's mindset now He's like do i really want to have to go through one of these painful rehab things
1: well and how old is how old is kenny omega now i, mean, I he's,
0: don't know i don't know he's
1: been doing any and he wrestles a pretty aggressive style too he's 38 years old so he's a year older than me um he wrestles i mean he was wrestling a pretty aggressive style in japan with a lot of moves and a lot of things and yeah uh, I mean, I mean. Look, I'm I'm incredibly hopeful. Yeah. I'm incredibly hopeful that AEW gets a better deal. And they make more money because you know rising tides lift all boats. But I just I don't know if I necessarily understand the valuation process that people put on this property in right. comparison to to WWE. Right? Just being honest. Yeah. Um, WWE is a global, globally recognized franchised entity not franchise but like it's a globally recognized entity in the way that coca-cola and mcdonald's is that i, I they're going to make a killing on their next deal, regardless of what happens
0: band-aid brand kleenex you know
1: right they're uh, a mainstay wwe yeah. is synonymous with wrestling and i think that may be hampering in some aspects why aew maybe hasn't popped off the way that people thought it would and that's not to say that they're not doing a, a decent job but you have to look at the ratings. If there's no ratings and they're looking to cut cost at Warner brothers discovery, which is what Zazlov is doing. He's just cutting shit. Yeah. You got to really be concerned about what was that bad girl? Show they, done.
0: Caught, they canceled that bat show girl. They spent a couple tens of millions of dollars on.
1: Right. And I mean, again, you, you, you have to be, but again, like, yeah, sure. They could go to Amazon. They could go to Netflix. They could go to all these things, but what is the marketing push behind? those that property and that entity on the station right how much of the return on investment are you going to get if a program or a property or an entity goes to that it's the same thing no and Bailey I I, yeah I mean I could be wrong too you know he's like I could definitely be wrong that's that's just what I think I said I could be absolutely wrong I could be pissing in the wind here I mean what's
0: what would be the next
1: the next uh network you know right that's what I mean like what you're on on a Turner network at this point which is a huge property to be involved with, but what other networks are available for them to go to. And I think they really should start kind of trying to map out that idea. If something does go south with this and I hope that it doesn't, but you know, I I mean, I don't know. I, I, am not, I'm I'm not in the business. I have no acumen in regard to that. I just know how financials and corporate structures work. And
0: yeah, this isn't, I'm concerned. This isn't a, a thing on, AEW created creative or talent. It's just a, a not at all a matter of does a company want to continue to to pay for it and have it on their airwaves. That's what we're talking. Right. About. The product, that has no bearing on whether the product is good or not or the town's good e- or not.
1: Exactly. Right. And that's yeah. I think that's what what people miss in this discourse too is they're like oh well if you say that AEW is going to get canceled then you fucking hate the product. That's not. That's the farthest thing from the truth. A I lot, just a lot of my to... friends
0: work there. I want them to make as right. much money as they can.
1: Right. I want the, I want the entire business to be successful and I want there to be a healthy competition. We've mentioned that shit on, on the show multiple times and I don't want to be taken out of context, but you know, at at the end of the day, competition breeds success for everyone. Yes. The problem is, is that do other people see the vision that Tony Khan has? And I don't know if they, or if uh, Warner brothers discovery sees that, uh, at this point right now, they may, we could be all just pissing in the wind cuz I don't think anybody really knows what's happening until it's announced. But I don't know, and I'm concerned and I definitely have some concerns here with that and I and I I hope that I'm wrong. Yeah. But um if they do if they are successful and and this MJF thing is a shoot or a work rather, I could see MJF being championed by this time next year. Yeah. Or maybe before that. So, but what I do see <laughs> is a man right here who loves doing a podcast with the Blue Meanie. Blue Meanie, thank you so much for your time, sir, and your uh, answering all of these wonderful questions. Don't forget, friends, we do an Ask Meanie Meanie segment every week at the end of the program, so don't forget to tweet us at Mind of the Meanie on Twitter. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Leave us your questions with uh, the hashtag Ask Meanie, and you may hear them answered on the show. Uh, But Meanie, more importantly... Where can everybody find you on social media?
0: If you would like to follow the Blue Meanie, a.k.a. me, on social media, uh, you can follow me on all so- forms of social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, that thing called TikTok. Go to at Blue Meanie BWO. Uh, I am on all forms of social media. If you would like to support the Blue Meanie, go to com slash Blue Meanie. Get yourself one of the classic bwo shirts uh i got plenty of i got some great shirts that just came out i still have some, I have some great shirts that are coming 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 soon i'll just say that uh, come into prowrestlingtees.com slash blue meanie if you would like to support minded meanie, go to prowrestlingtees.com slash minded get yourself a great logo shirt designed by the great hal haney uh we're very fortunate to hal design our podcast logo um especially, speaking of uh, great shirts, Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand go to collarandelbowbrand.com use coupon code meanie save yourself 10%. Shout out to Rod Hicks doing amazing work over there at collarandelbowbrand.com. Now, if you have a if you're a bearded fellow like myself and you uh like to look well kept uh <laughs> trim it up and uh, make it smell good make it feel good go to madcatbeardcare.com get yourself the blue spruce um i got a mad Cat beard care beard comb that i keep in my back pocket at all times too as well but get the blue spruce beard balm beard oil uh my boy josh thornton is doing an amazing job over there at madcatbeardcare.com he's uh rounding up the kitties he's uh, taking care of the feral, feral kitties and uh, every dime that's made at com goes to taking goes to take care of feral cats. So if you're a cat lover like myself, do yourself a favor, go to MadCatBeerCare.com. Uh shout out to my boy Jim Nilsson over at glaciersofice.com. Uh Jim makes uh, some of the best sneakers, custom sneakers, custom Air Jordan 1s. Uh, hand stitched, half cut hand cut leather, hand stitched Uh, He made a a custom pair of three of three handmade BWO Air Jordan 1 sneakers for Stevie, Nova, and myself. Each sneaker that he makes takes about 50 hours per pair that he makes.
1: Crazy. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Insane.
0: And if you want to see his process, he posts, uh, especially on Instagram, he posts a lot of uh, progress videos, photos. Go to G O I Kicks. On all forms of social media, and Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, but especially Instagram. He puts a lot of videos on there. Go to G-O-I-Kicks and see how uh my buddy over there makes some uh, custom sne- sneakers. Um now if you uh have a special occasion, a special event, uh birthday, holiday, well wish, or if you have a business you want me to uh, endorse as well, we have that option as well. Go to cameo.com slash blue meanie bw. I just did some uh, some videos this week uh i've done some uh birthdays i've done some uh quote unquote uh paid endorsement uh videos as well so go over to cameo.com slash blue meanie and uh get a video from the blue guy but most importantly uh mr Binard, how can we find you
1: well, thank you so much, Mr. Meany. I appreciate you. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at this is goober Yes, it is my handle. No, I'm not changing it. It's a brand pal. You also check out my second show, Foundation Radio, by going to foundationradio.net. We talk about a lot of things on that show that we don't talk about here. A lot of great interviews, great content. Uh, everyone from Rob Van Dam to Robert Costa to Tommy Chong. So go ahead and check it out, foundationradio.net. Go ahead and pick up a shirt at prowrestlingtease.com. Uh, slash Foundation Radio. Help us keep the lights on here at the Barnard home for wayward and troubled youth. Twitter.com slash mind of the meanie, Facebook.com slash mind of the meanie, mind of the meanie dot com, Patreon.com slash mind of the meanie. Sign up today and become a patron and part of our pod squad. Blue Meanie, I want to thank you again for this marvelous Ask Meanie Anything edition of the program for the Blue Meanie. I am Adam Barnard. Join us again each and every week as we take a trip to the mind.
0: Blue, 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 blue world This episode of Mind of the Meanie was recorded and produced by Adam Barnard and was engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional production and narration provided by Sam Kreps. Our
1: executive producers are Josh Chernoff, Adam Barnard, and The Blue Meanie. Our opening theme is performed by The Swamp Candles. Our closing theme is performed by Chikara. The show contains original music produced by Enrichment. Get additional bonus content by becoming our patron on Patreon at patreon.com slash meanie. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Meanie. This has been a Butts Carlton Media Production
0: in conjunction with the MLW Radio Network. Butts Carlton Proprietor. Blip,
1: Blip, 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 blue world order. Dad, why is Blue Mini spraying out? The
0: world of MLW Radio never stops.